If you guys are really enjoying this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you left me some reviews, maybe some five stars, whether you're listening to this on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys leave this five stars, leave some nice words. Also share it with a friend. You know, I don't charge anything for these podcasts and my goal is just to grow it and help the jiu-jitsu community. So thank you guys for supporting and I'll see you guys later. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. My name is Jason Hill. Hopefully everyone's having a good week so far in training. You guys are enjoying your jiu-jitsu life or getting to the mat or at least just consuming some jiu-jitsu content, whether that's this podcast, instructionals, watching videos, whatever you guys want to do. So anyway, in today's episode, I want to get into this idea of like what a jiu-jitsu coach is for and like what is their purpose and kind of some ways that I really think students don't quite understand the role of a jiu-jitsu coach or even how to even use their coach. And I know this sounds like a really odd term because you guys are probably like, well, I know how to use my coach. I show up, I listen to what they say. They teach me moves. Is that, that, that's, that's all that they're for. And yes, that's a very simplistic idea of the role of a jiu-jitsu coach or their purpose or or whatever you kind of want to call it. So, but I think understanding a little bit about like kind of actually more, um, I guess what's the right word I'm looking for more, how to leverage your coach and understanding what they are working with and actually how you guys can maximize your own, um, growth by learning how to use your coach is a very powerful tool. And there's a kind of a split sometimes I think in people's brains when they think about this on the one hand, this is what some people will say. Well, I'm a consumer I'm paying my money to train at a jiu-jitsu gym. It's up to the coach to, you know, value my money and to give me all the stuff that I'm looking for. And, you know, that's what I'm paying my money for. Right. So on one hand, they're like, no, I'm paying my money. The coach should meet all my expectations that I have and go forth from there. But then there's the other side of the approach that is someone who is like, okay, well, I'm paying my money for access to this individual, but even though I'm paying money and I expect a certain rate of return, you know, ROI, but how can I like even leverage it even more to get a higher rate of return? That is kind of the grand question. So here's, here's the example I'm going to use for you guys. I remember when I was in college, I would be in a class, right? I'd be uh, studying in a class, you know, I have a degree in exercise science. So I was taking a bunch of anatomy, physiology, you know, all these kinds of classes that like I hardly even use now, but still, uh, just, you know, all these terms that you're kind of new for, for the first time and different ideas. And often college professors are, you know, you have good ones and you have bad ones and what makes a good one make one, what makes a bad one is fairly subjective. I think there are some overall principles, but usually it's kind of who you relate with and connect with. Well, What I started doing is when I would be in their class and I would start to take an exam or I knew we had one coming up, there always just seemed to be like little questions I could ask like, hey, professor so-and-so, what is like the most common thing that students miss on this test? Or what is the most, or what is the essential detail that, you know, students need to be studying or knowing? And so that is me asking a question, I was paying for the instruction either way. 
but I was trying to maximize my time being there and trying to do as well as I could by taking a little extra step and thinking about an intelligent way to ask a question or how to engage in a further rate, right? And so this is the the mindset that you kind of should have when going into jujitsu. Now, the problem becomes is a lot of times students will either be training for such a short amount of time, maybe a year or two, and they had this experience or whatever, or they're just going about their business and they never even get told a different way of maybe how to ask questions or, or how to use the jiu-jitsu coach differently or anything like that. And so then they end up just quitting versus if they maybe knew how to ask for help in a different way or understood that, then maybe they would have stayed on the mat longer or even had more enjoyment or got more out of it. I don't know, whatever you want to say. I'm not saying this is going to keep everyone on the mat forever, but I just always kind of look at things like that, right? So like if you're going to, it's it's the whole term of, uh, buying a depreciating asset versus buying a an, an appreciating as, asset, right? So versus buying a car and it does not worth any anything in a in a few years, you know, it's worth significantly less than what you paid for versus investing into a home and you know your hopefully your money grows from that way and your home um, appreciates and so you have an asset. It's the, it's the same thing. You guys are going to be paying for tuition at a jiu-jitsu training gym anyway, so my, you might as well get the most out of what you pay for, right? Now, some people, that annoys. Some people are like, well, then I shouldn't be paying anything. Well, I, okay, then go to another school. But in my opinion, all schools are kind of structured in the same way. And really, the students that get the most out of it are the ones that understand how to engage with the jiu-jitsu coach the most, right? So there's my little tangent on that. I had to preface all of that and try to um, uh, get you guys convinced to be on my side about that. You guys actually need to learn how to use your jiu-jitsu coach, right? So the first thing is, is that you should be using your jiu-jitsu coach as a resource, not as a step-by-step guide book. So what is the difference? So a step-by-step guidebook is literally like, okay, coach, this is my day one class. What is the first technique I should have learned? So that's kind of step by step. Okay, my my day two. What is my next step? Day three. What is my next step? So you're you're trying to look at your coach as this like step by step guide. Now, if you're a day one jujitsu person or you're very very new, I'm talking about like two or three months or less. That is more appropriate because you really should just be listening to that because you don't even really know what else you need to learn. Versus once you start training after you know six, seven months, eight months, nine months you know, into a year versus like the rest of your jiu-jitsu career, basically outside of being brand new, you should be looking at your coach more as a, as a resource, not a step-by-step. So the resource is a coach that can help you maybe troubleshoot some problems that you're having, maybe give you advice on which techniques or avenues you should pursue, or just figure out overall strategy for maybe how you can improve or um, learn new techniques or, or advice, right? And the reason why that's so important is because this is the idea that you are not just relying on one individual or, or a set of individuals, coach or coach is, whatever you want to call it, to dictate what you're learning. I very much encourage all my students to be explorationists and to be free and to you know buy instructionals and study any material that they want. 
Now, don't get me wrong. We have a basics curriculum and my students have to go through this foundations curriculum in order to become like a blue belt and stuff. But pretty much everything outside of that, I don't really care what they learn. If they want to go down a 10th planet rabbit hole, cool. If they want to go down a Gordon Ryan uh, uh, rabbit hole, cool. If they want to go down this person, I really encourage that exploration because what I'm trying to teach the student is that as they become more skilled and more um, knowledgeable about the jiu-jitsu world, they need to be able to take on more of that ownership. And I truly think a lot of people will quit jiu-jitsu because they look at their jiu-jitsu coach as that step-by-step guide. And then once that step-by-step instruction stops, kind of, you know, late white belt, early blue belt, mid blue belt, they feel discouraged and then they're not sure on what to do next, right? So you should be working with your coach in a form of collaboration, not as in dictation, not that they should be showing you or demanding or commanding you to do all of these things in this order every single time, right? So that's the first big way that you can get more out of your coach than the step-by-step because a lot of times if you think about it step-by-step if I haven't showed you that next step then you're just kind of plateauing and you're not moving on to potentially a great thing that you should be studying right so that's first thing that you guys can do to really maximize the use of your jiu-jitsu coach and that is a role that I think the jiu-jitsu coach should be in more is that they should be more of a resource and a general guide and a problem solving versus just like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand and walk you down the path here and, you know, make sure you don't hit every single pothole around the way. They can definitely help you avoid some, but that should be, I think, a big role in the jiu-jitsu coach. The other role that they should really be is this idea of like a support, right? And so what I mean by a support is that, if it's the step-by-step again, then it feels like if you get out of line or if it feels like you're not understanding the step-by-step or you're feeling lost, you don't feel like the coach supports you because you're kind of letting them down for an example, right? So what I mean by that is like, if you could imagine this like crazy complex guard passing series that your coach expects you to know and all of this. And so you're really crazy studying that and you know you just can't get it maybe you can't understand it in the way that they expect it or whatever it makes it feel like like man like there's no way i'm going to be able to do this and you kind of start feeling down and your coach is like nope you have to get it it's not really supportive it's it can be a form of accountability but it's not supportive versus if i have a student that comes to me and is like hey coach i've really been studying like this deep half guard or this x y and z thing Like, what do you think about it? Or like, what are some advices that you have? And then I can turn around and be like, man, I think that's awesome. Here's kind of what I know. And you troubleshoot with the student and you give them your piece of advice about that topic, then that is a form of support, not a form of, once again, dictation or commanding of a certain thing, right? And a lot of times that dictation and commanding often comes from uh, I think the instructor having good intentions. What I mean by that is sometimes they truly might think whatever you're studying is not very useful or valuable. And so they're trying to be like, Oh, that's terrible. That's trash. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I I understand, like, like I said, I think it comes from good intentions, but think about it. When you were a kid, like usually when your mom and dad told you that, 
you know, that was not a good idea or whatever, or shoot, even adults do this. It's not a good idea or it was terrible. It usually created them to do the exact thing you told them not to do. So having them explore it and then having them fail at it at whatever usually is a lot. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. In case you guys didn't know, I'm really trying to work on growing my social media presence, either on Instagram and on Twitter. So make sure you guys give me a follow over there of at Jason Hill is both handles. It's also in the show description. It's a quick way to link over. This is the best way to also ask me about questions or topics you would like future podcasts on. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. It has a lot of these topics just in video format. It's just another medium for you guys to check it out. And so that is a good way to also get some jujitsu help. Um, more impactful than just telling them not to right away. Now, I think there's a way that you can also still do that. You can still talk to them, but usually like I, I hear instructors all the time that say, oh, this is terrible. Oh, that's trash. Don't do that. Or man, you're doing such an awful thing. Like, you know, never do that. That's so terrible. And that's like, that's not a very supporting coach, right? So I think the coach in the role should be supportive, right? And like I said, I think that negativity a lot of times kind of gets blended with, I think they're trying to be supportive by cutting, thinking that they're trying to help people not go down terrible rabbit holes, but it just usually never comes off that way. Right. So understanding that as a role. So using your coach as a form of support is extremely powerful in the uh, jujitsu realm. And then one of the last things that you should be using your coach for is just kind of any type of troubleshooting or problem solving. Like I said earlier, as a guide versus as a step-by-step. So like you're studying this thing, you know, you can collaborate with your coach um, to help troubleshoot maybe some problems or whatever. Now I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you go down like a 10th planet rabbit hole and you're my student, I haven't studied much 10th planet. So going into the crazy terms like crackhead control and meat hook and, and, you know, electric chair, I know some of those things, but I'm not as familiar with all the setups because they're so unique in a way that I may not be able to offer some advice. But if you kind of give me an idea like half guard or, or close guard or, or kind of what you're working on, we can collaborate together in order to work. And so once again, this kind of supports that idea of being a supportive role, not a dictating or commanding role. But you guys, as the jiu-jitsu student, have to take that initiative. You can't just stand around and like wait for that to happen. It doesn't just magically get transferred to you. This was a big thing that I didn't realize until I became a black belt that was actually like happening to me slowly and steadily over time. But if you guys can start doing that sooner, you're going to get a bigger return on your investment. And I think that's a big thing that we don't look at as jiu-jitsu students. And a lot of times that comes from the structure of how jiu-jitsu is taught or whatever. But these are just some thoughts that I feel like is the role of a jiu-jitsu coach. My role isn't to map out your whole life for you. My role isn't to map out every single technique that you should learn forever. My role is to be um, a troubleshooting some techniques you have, helping you solve problems with the knowledge and information that I have. If that is self-defense, if you're wanting to do self-defense, I'm going to teach you techniques that are tailored toward that. If you're wanting to be a competition person, I'm going to teach you techniques that can be toward that. But I don't have like an overall necessarily like bias. Like if you're trying to learn self-defense 
And, you know, I'm going to show you a way that I think the technique is best done that way. If you're trying to compete tomorrow, I'm going to show you the technique that's best done for that way. And they're not always the same. They're different. So understanding that as a role versus just shutting down people's um, initial thoughts, I think is, is, is not um, very valuable from the jiu-jitsu realm. And I think that's why we have a retention problem a lot of times in jiu-jitsu is because of that. And uh, students aren't ever encouraged to think that way, in, in my opinion, in a lot of schools. So that's what I kind of really think that the role of a jiu-jitsu coach should be. So if you are a jiu-jitsu coach, um, you know, some of you guys may have been coaching a lot longer than me. I mean, I've been coaching for almost 11 years now, so maybe not. I mean, I was coaching since I was a blue belt and I made a lot of those same mistakes that a lot of jiu-jitsu coaches make. When I say mistakes, I just think that they're mistakes. I feel like I get better um, students. I feel like I build better connection with students when I take this approach versus the militant drill sergeant approach. But I also understand I'm teaching a very specific type of student versus, um, you know, if I was coaching in an elite uh, jiu-jitsu gym with like killers and everyone was trying to compete for ADCC, that's a much different um, environment that you have to create. So it just kind of depends. I, ter- I personally think this one's usually best for business um, because usually people with money are going to be the ones that are attracted to that vibe more or less. So um, that's just kind of the overall role that a jiu-jitsu coach I kind of think should play in a, in a student's role. But just know you as a student have to take ownership in that too and ask these kinds of questions and collaborate in this way with your coach. You know, this is why I offer my online coaching program to students is so that they can get help like that because I see literally such a demand for it. I've literally talked between my YouTube channel and just people who DM me. I literally talk to, I've talked to probably over two to 3000 students who don't train at my gym. I wanted to get like a, an opinion outside of my own gym. So I wasn't too close from home or whatever, but um, I was able to figure out that, you know, so many students just feel like that they don't have that support. They don't know what to do. They're afraid to ask their coach or whatever, because it's created that environment. So that's a resource I can help students with. So anyway, with that, that's the end of this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. If you're a struggling jiu-jitsu student that is really looking for some more help and guidance and trying to figure out what you should be training and the next steps in your jiu-jitsu journey, I have an online program called the Jiu-Jitsu Blueprint for Lifelong Development. Make sure you hit me up at jasonhill.com and I do an interview to make sure that you're a good fit, make sure the program would actually benefit you so that way your time's not wasted and neither is mine. 